0: Well hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of these are the voyages on the captain Captain Chase McKinney and joining me per the usual, I feel like I keep saying that but per the usual there we go for the more uh, sophisticated folk out there my good friends Lieutenant Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David what's up y'all
1: Not hey, much how's it going? good to see you gents again on this day
2: <laughs> on this look, on this look, day. Look at Eric, he's got his whole setup up again. It's like normal. It's like we're back to normal again. Yeah, all is well.
1: Yeah, I know. I I this was the last room I had to set up in my in my new apartment. I was like just taking my time with the office. Finally got the office areas. There's like a different desk over here for my office where I can work. Yeah. There's the studio recording area over here. It's all set up. Finally got my picture put up over here that I didn't have room for before. Got my nerd wall back here again. Everything proud is good.
0: I'm so proud yep. of you. I know. What's your What's your yellow bookmark say behind you?
1: Uh, it says, to boldly go to the next page.
0: I love it. Nice. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was part of the care package that my girlfriend got me, the Star Trek care package. Hey, shout out yeah. to Eric's lady. What's <laughs> up? How you That's doing? Right. <laughs> That's right.
0: She listens because of you.
1: (laughs) Well, she she can hear your sweet voice. (laughs) That's right, my sweet voice that I hate.
0: Oh Lord, have mercy! I think everyone
1: hates their own voice, though. So,
0: I mean, I did for a while, and then I just got used to hearing it. I'm like, it's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we hear our own voices whenever we're we're recording and doing this thing. So, I've just gotten used to it. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine yeah so uh, how how have y'all's weeks been?
2: I'll let Eric go because I talked to you like I don't know like a day or something ago so <laughs> oh
1: well you know by the time everyone is hearing this it will have been my birthday.
0: Happy birthday right to no you. don't do
1: that don't do that okay don't do that. First of all, that song is copyrighted, so you have to you have to pay for the rights to, to sing that song. Okay. Um, so I'm saving I'm saving you there. I'm yeah. saving you there.
0: Oh wait, hold on. Uh, I could do the my mom's song or that the, she did. For
1: He's a jolly good fellow is the one that's not copyrighted.
0: A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. No.
1: No. Okay. No. So like I don't know, like the PSO, the Parent Service Organization, they like want to do special things for the teachers to show how like much they care about them and stuff whatever so like you had to like fill out this thing and put your birthday and all your favorites on it and all the parents are kind con- well what can we bring you for your birthday what can we send to school with our kids so they can give you for your I was like nothing as far as I'm con- as far as these kids are concerned I don't have a birthday <laughs> I don't have one nothing I don't want anyone to mention it but like all the kids they all saw it on the PSO website so is your birthday this week no I, I no, it's not. And they've been like pestering because I know it gets to me. So they've been like pestering me all week about it. Mm mm mm. Yeah. No pizza party for Eric. No, no, no pizza party. I don't wow. care about my birthday.
0: I've been there before. I know what that feeling's like.
1: Yeah. Well I mean it's like I just don't care it's not it's not interesting to me, right? It never has been like whatever. you
0: know, okay, I'll say this, and like you can I mean you can think and feel whatever you want about your birthday, like yeah, I mean, it was the day that you're born that you you graced the planet with or whatever, but I mean, all of us get the benefit. I'm not being sarcastic on this, like all of us truly do get the benefit of your birthday because it means that you're alive and we get to like have some kind of relationship with you so say what you want about like not celebrating no pizza parties no um get me a, a 4k player so i can get 4k star trek movies no okay just think of it as this as is, that there are people that care about you that are happy that you're here and yeah. uh, there's at least one, maybe two of us that feel that way about I get right, right that. Here. I
1: get that. My girlfriend is like, I'm super excited to take you out for your birthday. And I'm like, Raquel, don't. Like, I don't want anything special. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, I am. And she's been like, for a, like two weeks, she's been like, I have your gift. I want to give it to you. It's sitting in my trunk. It's like, I'm like, just hold on to it. I don't, keep it. Like, she's like, I want to give it to you. So I was like, keep it. Did you
0: save your receipt?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like, not like, not like, keep it, like, keep it, but like, don't give it to me yet. Cause she's been like, I want to give it to you. I want to, like, don't, just keep it. Don't give it to me early. Get, wait.
2: Okay. Right. You know, it sort of seems like there's a 4K DVD player coming your way. Or <laughs> is, was Chase not dropping hints? I, I, I don't know. Is there something like going to be on your
1: doorstep or something? I mean, I would have preferred like a 4K video camera so I can record here in yeah. 4K video rather mm. than just the built-in one on this laptop. Hmm. Or you couldn't got could have got me a ring lamp. I feel like I need one of those ring lamps now that you both have because yeah. the lighting in this room is not very good.
0: While you're at it, you want to get, like, a like a PodTrack P8 or a, a Shure MV7 or anything <laughs> like that?
1: Hey, I just bought this new microphone. I don't need another new one. The last Microsoft. one is still perfectly fine. I got two perfectly good working XLRs. I don't need a third one.
0: <laughs> Eric, David, that's such an amateur <laughs> thing to say, isn't it?
2: I don't yeah, need a third. I mean, what's two microphones without a third? You know. It's like it's like not having friends, Eric. <laughs> do you not want to have friends? Do you hate people? Do you hate <laughs> microphones? A lot of do times hate I a lot of times
1: I do hate people.
0: Ooh. <laughs> the truth comes out.
1: <sighs> That's right.
0: <sighs> oh Lord. Well okay. Well now we know what to get Eric for his birthday. Which Nothing? they've which the people have already heard. We, we, the, the birthday's already happened for the people in Listerland, but for us it hasn't. It's very weird. It's like very time travel It's very you know time
1: travel David hates it.
0: Yeah, David freaking hates time We
1: just travel. need to do this live. Put it out there.
0: You want to just start doing these live?
1: <laughs>
0: and then I can just save them
1: and like still no, publish them? No, because that way we need to do some editing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be perfect if we're going live.
0: Oh, but we are perfect, Eric.
1: Are we? we? are
0: perfect. I don't know. Okay, well.
1: Anyway, what we have re- to talk about right now is David's facial hair situation. Well, we've already <laughs> talked about that. Me
2: and Chase, like a day ago. Yeah, we did. Oh, well, we talked about it. I we wasn't processed there. it. I wasn't there.
1: <laughs> David no, there, is there rocking, was, like, uh, the 70s porn stash over here. No, that's right.
2: <laughs> I... I uh, I was in a store uh, earlier today and somebody said, man, you look a lot like Burt Reynolds is like, I don't know if I like that all that much. I'm not as hairy as Burt Reynolds, but
1: um, yeah,
2: no, it was, it was like a workplace thing. Uh, and the, the, the terrible part of the story is so me and all these guys like, yeah, we're just going to do this, you know, a little mustache March. And what happens? I follow through, and then I come in, and I just look over, and those SOBs still have beards, and my <laughs> face is cold. And, you know, they're like, oh, I've got to go to my daughter's school and read a book, and I didn't want to, like, look like a weirdo. And, oh, I've got an important meeting this week. It's like, right. So I'm, I just need to
1: grow my beard back and flip you off whenever what, I see that. I mean, well, we need to doing? shave the stache, too, and let it all grow back together. Uh, Go with it. I can't <laughs> go completely clean shaven. That yeah. would just be terrible. That would be too weird. I don't like doing that. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that ever again. Oh man,
0: I, there was a, a time when, uh, like, I was like hyper into like screen accuracy as much as possible with like cosplays, and like that included the characters. And um, if they didn't have facial hair, I shaved it off, and I freaking hated it you know for the next you know several weeks like that it was all growing back and everything and man
1: yeah the it. most the most dedicated i ever did is i went as heisenberg one time right and so i just shaved down to the goatee right mhm that's as mm-hmm. much as i'm willing to do
0: see i didn't call david an adult actor or anything like that i i called <laughs> him a professional baseball player
1: i can see, i can see that yeah <clears throat>
0: Like, he, like, pitches for, like, the major, like a major league team or something like that.
1: Randy Johnson
2: just called me the big unit.
1: <laughs> yeah, except you're not seven That's foot tall. That's a double tall. entendre for what Eric said, too. Seven foot tall Very and, good. With a, and with a mullet. No. No, not seven <laughs> foot tall. Too no bad. mullet either.
0: Who, who left – I mean, who, who was on the committee that was like, yeah, mullets are back? Like, how in the world is that a good idea?
1: Are mullets back? Uh, oh, yeah,
0: they are. Oh, really?
1: They I only oh, have yes. seen one.
2: All the men, women, the whole nine yards. They, yeah, mullets are a thing.
1: Uh, no, let's not. What's old? This should not be new again.
0: Eric, this is me. I am tying a bowl in and I am throwing it to you to rescue you from the rock in which you were under, to pull you out so you know more
1: about it. Hey, I live in a bigger city than either one of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shh. I've been the seventh biggest city in this country, and I've not seen one mullet. Someone Man. on the
2: computer is like pinpointing location. Pinpointing <laughs> location. That's right. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> oh. Oh, so that's where
0: Eric is. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, I I went to a my um, hockey game uh, not too long ago for the very first time, and that was that was fun. Uh, they played the uh, the Buffalo Sabers, and uh, after the game, which ended in a win, uh, it was myself, my wife, and my brother-in-law, which was great. Um, had a good time with her, and um, after the game, there was an alumni game, and Eric might appreciate this, but uh, it was an alum- like the alumni teams for. The Dallas Stars and the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Oh. And um, you could have, like, stayed for free and, like, sat down right next to the glass, like, near the penalty boxes, the player boxes, everything like that. And we didn't. We had to get home. But um, I saw some funny videos of, like, these two players. Like, they were just, like, they ended up, like, uh, ballroom dancing, like, on the ice together, like, in their skates. Like, it looked like they were about to start fighting. But then they came together and they just started, like, holding hands and dancing. I thought it was kind of funny. Not Star Trek related. No, not Star Trek. No, no, no. Anyway. You know it is Star Trek related though. Star Trek. That's the best segue I could do, y'all. That's that's just the that's that's all I got. I'm like did scraping you, the bottom of the barrel.
2: You, you this didn't show want to say does, discovery, did this you?
1: This show does carry the name Star Trek.
0: Yes it does. Yes it does. So, um do y'all want to talk about this? I mean, Don't answer that. Let's um let's let's talk about this week's episode of Star Trek Discovery. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Discovery season 4 episode 11 Rosetta. And uh so if this is if you have not watched the thing, this is your red alert. We're going into spoiler territory and uh for all I know, this discussion could be all about 20 minutes, but we we'll, we will see. The guys are probably going to make it like at least 25. So it's fine.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, we stretch
1: these things out of Oh bit. Yeah, we can, we can squeeze at least an hour out of this.
0: Wow. At least an hour, huh? Okay.
1: Uh, knowing us. You okay. know, the thing is,
2: I don't know how you can sit there in your high and mighty chair in the partial dark, you know, you just face illuminated looking all mysterious over there mm-hmm. and sit there and say, oh, yeah, I don't know if the guys are going to like this. When you're digging back through all the terrible ratings that you've ever given, and you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I don't. Uh, d- should I give this one of a terribler rating? I don't know. So.
0: A terribler?
1: A terribler.
0: Terribler. Yeah. Love it.
1: This is terrible. You could be Charles Malone. Ch- Charles, Malone. <laughs> Charles, <Barclay. laughs> Charles Malone. Charles Barkley. Charles <laughs> Malone. Charles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, last time on Star Trek Discovery, everything happened. There we go. That's a, that's the first minute of the show right there. I was kind of pleasantly surprised with how quickly they actually got into things this week. It wasn't like 14, 20, 30 minutes of pre-title credits, which was kind of surprising to me.
1: It was like eight. Yeah.
0: It was, like, kind of normal.
1: That's a, uh, I mean, the other. For Discovery,
0: that's kind of normal.
1: The other show that we watched today could teach this show a thing or two about how to do a teaser. And we'll you'll hear that eventually. Well, teach a show about
2: how to be a show.
1: <laughs> but anyway, hey, a captain's log. Yeah. Uh, we got a captain's log. You know, I love a good sh- episode that opens with Captain's Log, start date, whatever, 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 whatever. Whatever, point whatever, uh-huh. right? There's an extra six-digit in there. Um, but still, long and rambly Captain's Logs. Probably some inappropriate things in a Captain's Log. Like, if you want to be like Captain's personal log and put some of this stuff in there, that's fine. But, I mean, this is not the first time we've had Michael Burnham... Putting too much feeling, too much emotion into a official ship's captain's log. She's at one point, she's like, I've never been more afraid as a captain before. Like, that doesn't belong in an official ship's record. You can put that in your personal log. She's like, I hope we're not wasting our time by going to the planet. If we do, that could, we would never be able to make that up. That doesn't belong in the ship's official captain's log. Put that in your own personal log so yeah we get a captain's log but again probably not the most appropriate captain's log
0: yeah it was um start eight, eight eight six five seven eight three point7 and using the good old conversion thing it is not in the 32nd century this was this would technically be a 33rd century log by the way so, in fact, it would be my birthday in the year 3261. Okay. So, do I think any time travel happened? No. I just think it was, like, maybe coagulations were off in terms of how to calculate a star date. Okay. So.
1: That's fair.
0: But, uh, but Yeah. So eight six five seven eight three point seven is is May of thirty two sixty one. Instead of uh, I think we're in like what what did you say Eric thirty one? I thought it was um, 8, eighty. I thought it was
1: eighty seven.
0: Eighty seven sounds right.
1: That could be wrong. So, but that sounds right.
0: I mean we're, we're I guess I guess I'm just like splitting hairs over the star date, but like we, I mean if if y'all remember which I know y'all do, um, just a few short weeks ago. When we were in Prodigy, Janeway was giving her her training hologram log thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of Twitter was, like, losing their collective mind. Like, oh, my gosh, you see how many digits there were? They're, like, in the 20-whatever or 30-something century type of thing. So, like, people know how to do the thing. They know how to, like, track the stuff down, you know? So either this is, like, a red herring or we actually are in the 33rd century or they just didn't know how
2: to do it. One of those well, I mean, three. A, red, a red herring would be releasing it on Twitter, not in the show. I mean, I don't right? know. I mean, why'd you red herring your show? It's, I'm not, I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't. But hey, slow motion walking's in again. Oh my
1: God, are you? Yeah. What was the point of that? Like, let's you know just what I had playing walk, fill up time. It's like, hey, can we fill up 50 minutes somehow? Yeah, let's gratuitous slow mo walk down a hallway. Close up on you, then. Close up on you. Close up on you. Wide shot. Little, little smoke out of the vents, yeah, you know. That gotta, effects yeah, guy was coming out. You know, it's like well, I can't make paid. fire, but at he,
2: least here's some smoke. He's
1: got to get paid.
0: Do you, <laughs> does anyone wanna 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 know like what I was thinking of whenever they were doing like the walk down the corridor?
2: Moving in stereo by the cars. It was this song.
0: Yeah, man, A little Van Halen right there. Okay, enough of that. But no, no one was thinking of like some kind of like, you know, old school band. Like they were, they were just part of like this like new band or whatever. Like about to walk on stage and like rock you out or whatever.
2: They could have played Back in Black, a
0: little acdc Could have, yeah. Could have. I think that might have been too on the nose, though. You know what I'm saying?
2: I uh, mean, yeah, the show is on the nose. You're on the
0: nose. I have nose. What is that even? Do?
1: It's
0: David. Don't ask. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: See, there you go. I mean, i guess that works. So we're going to a rock concert, we're getting in the tour bus, and we're about to go um, live from the new galaxy. Got it.
1: Yeah, like, um... Trying to find this here. Like, I don't have... No, keep going, keep going, I'll find it. Okay,
0: so, yeah, we're we're getting ready to... we're, We're getting ready to go on this mission, and along the way... We have a brief little talking to of like, is that,
2: are you sure this is a good idea for you to leave?
0: Present, you know, like the, that President Rillick is having. Like, you know, shouldn't, you know, someone besides you go? Like, I know, I know you're like super awesome and like you're a xeno anthropologist and a bunch of other cool things, but like your place is here, which I guess that's true.
1: Yeah, but, you know, she's from the Kirk era where the first officer and the captain went on all the away missions. Mm-hmm, like, I know yeah. we're not in that time anymore, but she's still from that era.
0: Right. Right, and then, of course, we have Saru, who is the first officer, also holds the rank of captain, who is a freaking C-3PO of languages, like, can speak over 100 language like languages fluently, and can also sense all the things that might be going on like that they're not even aware of which we later find out kind of has a payoff by the way in a way I guess
2: yeah I mean I I think we've talked about it before the the whole like really questioning thing is kind of a little old but in the context of the show although I don't think that there was a point in this entire show, aside from when they said it, that I thought, oh, yeah, we only have 20-something hours left until Earth and Navarra are destroyed. I didn't really ever think that, but, like, in the context of that, if it were more present, yeah, I mean, the president, like, asking, hey, do you think this is really a good idea? Like, we only have this amount of time left. I mean, do you think maybe all of you should be going, or should we just kind of, like... You know, send a few people, uh, the other people or whatever, because, like, we're in a crisis. Um, but the, the questioning thing does get a little old, and we even had the, uh, uh, the general. Uh, from Endoyer. Endoyer. You know, she, she even voices her kind of displeasure with this sort of decision as well, which kind of feeds into a little later in the
1: episode. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, like... I I, I mentioned this in my criticism of last week's episode, is that the show is trying to say, hey, there's this ticking clock. Come on, hurry up. But, like, we don't see the 24 ticking clock to tell us, hey, you know, pick up the pace here. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just these episodes are moving so slowly that there there doesn't feel like there's any sense of urgency. But, like... Hey, let's send one crew to this planet. You know, maybe we should send another. We've got other science teams. We got a whole crew of scientists, right? Maybe we should go investigate these Dyson rings too. I mean, you know. Doesn't have to be let's just send everyone here. Like maybe there's something over there we can look at too. Mm-hmm. That seemed weird that they didn't want to go over there and look. Yeah, that actually That actually is kind
2: of weird. You would think that they would want to investigate. Like, hey, we're going to go down here, ship, go over there, we'll figure it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that was something that whenever I was watching it, that I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, we have, like, the away team that's going to do the thing. We're trying to find some people trying to investigate, but, like, what else? Like, yeah, like, we need to, like, make some kind of first contact with these folks, but... Shouldn't we also be doing some kind of survey something? Yeah, it's like, like just
1: park the ship here while we go do this real quick.
0: We're going to go on a field trip. We're going to go take a little look-see, see see what happens. Y'all just play, you know, Wordle and crossword puzzles and eat snacks and, you know, watch historical documents while we're doing our thing. It's fine.
2: Some words with friends. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, like, I, I want to I talk about this here. This is what I said I want to talk about. So, like, they're gathering in the shuttle bay before they go on their mission, and and the the one male representative of the first contact team, right? You know, it's it's President Rillick, President Tarina, General Ndoye. There's the Ferengi, boat. I'm assuming it's a Ferengi male, but I don't know. We don't necessarily know because... It hasn't said a word, and we haven't gotten any close-up look at the Ferengi, but it's there. Well, and the then the lobes, the lobes are of, of normal size okay, for, so for a male, so so maybe it is a male, right? But it's just it's a back it's background dressing. It's like it's like Larry yeah. back here. Hey, Larry. Larry, right? Hi, Larry. Anyway, anyway, the the one male that has a speaking role, our scientist, I can't even remember his name, right? The um okay. hero. He's basically like, in other words. Don't screw up this mission. And then you see that's when General Andoy gives this look like, maybe they shouldn't be going on this mission, right? She's like, well, maybe they shouldn't, right? And then, but it's like, then the president later, they have this, this talk, right, while he's doing some 3D word puzzle, whatever. And basically, she like, cuss, she doesn't cuss him out, but that's essentially what she's doing. And she's like, stay on message. You can't talk bad about Michael Burnham at all cuz Michael Burnham is amazing. And to me, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else read it this way, but I read that as like the producers talking to us the audience like don't you dare criticize Michael Burnham cuz she's amazing and you better just love everything she does, right? And don't you dare talk back because we know you don't like her only because she's a woman and you better stay on message here that I don't know I read it that way I don't know if anybody else did but that scene really rubbed me the wrong way and then later I'm, I'm jumping way to the end of the episode but they have their their debrief in the ready room at the end and basically the scientist again is like hey good job but it's like sarcastic like he doesn't think anything came of this mission and President Rook looks at him and gives him like the bitch what did I just tell you look and he's like oh, oh Boba, good job sure i'm sure something will come with this like and then he walks out of the room and i don't know if anyone notices he like hunches over and almost like curls up and walks out of the room almost like a dog like that's tucked its tail between its legs and i this all really rubbed me the wrong way like i i hopefully i'm not like maybe i'm reading too much into this but i was really like upset by all of this. I, I
2: mean I, th- I think that it it seemed a little weird o- f- from my standpoint, it was like he was he was being honest from his own point of view. and the point of view is rather bleak. I mean, you've got DMA hurtling towards home. you've got an alien species that we can't. We don't know how to communicate with we we don't know I, I don't actually I'm not quite sure it, it felt like in the beginning they couldn't like penetrate the barrier or whatever that these things live in or whatever yeah, the, maybe a the
1: hyper feel. they can't get inside right. of it
2: yeah yeah that's that's what I thought but then it seemed like it wasn't a problem anyway but you know you sometimes you do need some of those critical people and yeah, they can be a bit of a drag and so forth. but at the same time, I mean it's still a voice and he's still voicing his concern. and why can't he voice his concern? I didn't necessarily take it that harshly, but it did seem a little weird that we had to have this whole this whole scene where really comes in and puts what was the word obligation into his little his little word puzzle almost sort of like uh, insinuating that you know, you do have to fall in line because it's like for the health of the mission or whatever or, or maybe your dissenting opinion will break us apart or something but at the end of the day I mean I, I can kind of understand where he would be coming from with his views but I also appreciate honesty even if it makes you seem like a dick so mm. that I, I can get around that a little bit better.
0: Okay. I guess I just, I hadn't looked into it that much, like you're pointing out, Eric, but, um, I did think it was a little, like, they did take it maybe just a little bit further than maybe it needed to go, like, with, like, uh, the way they were talking to the doctor, um, uh, about, like, the dialogue and, like, just, I guess the optics of things in general, um, and like I just thought, like the, the word obligation was just a, a little too convenient, um, especially for a crossword puzzle um, in that scene. But I mean, it is what it yeah. is. Okay. So let's you know, you know, let's let's go ahead and talk about the mission. Okay, like let's talk about the mission. So where we get in the pod, we're heading down, and we land. And I had mentioned to y'all offline how I thought this looked a, a little too much like uh, like the planet on Prodigy that um, that um, everyone went to, to for the, the crystals and everything. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I was just getting like way too many vibes for that. So we get there. We're wearing EV suits. Good. That's a good thing. All right. Sweet. And we were like taking a look around, trying to make sense of things. And after a little while, Saru starts freaking out. Like we've, we've, we've noticed a few things. We're seeing some things and there's seemingly out of nowhere, Saru just starts freaking the heck out. And he's getting like scared. He's terrified. Um, Certainly like, you know, his blood pressure or whatever is going, going up. His breathing is changing. He's feeling anxious all these different things and everyone else is like what are you talking about dude what are you talking about and we see like some random like dino bones or whatever it is like right there too thinking like that might be something that is worth looking at and we're scanning the areas trying to figure out what what to do next where to go next what was that whole scene like for y'all just watching that unfold
2: I mean we've seen freak out planets before in several different iterations of Trek. So I guess we had to have a freak out planet, but (laughs) I mean, not to just like steamroll a lot of this, but essentially throughout the whole, this whole escapade were, what are we assuming that these, these remnants of creatures are 10 C like, is this what we think they are?
1: Yeah, like, like they're just they're just making the assumption with no evidence that this is the ten C. Like, there's they don't know, but they're just like, yeah, of course this is the the Dyson Sphere, not the Dyson Sphere, the Dyson Rings are built out of the same material that the DMA controller is built out of, and it's only like two light years away from the hyperfield, so we're just making the assumption. That these are the ten c, but there's no evidence to to like conclusively say that well they're they're pretty they're pretty big they're huge
2: like they're they're, they're pretty massive creatures I mean, they lived so... in
1: they lived in the in a gas giant yeah like they floated we're, we're, in like the layers of a gas giant that's like an alien species living in Jupiter or Saturn something yeah side
2: tangent what what would dyson's rings what exactly would those even be for? like
1: the channel the power of the sun somehow with just just a couple couple rings i, I don't know i them. guess sweet That's
2: i sick.
0: mean like the okay. the dyson sphere that we saw in um even in relics like when that was talked about i mean that was like part of it was like to try and harness like power of a sun, so that you could like power and do a whole bunch of cool things, which is part of like what what Scotty and what his associate was trying to do in terms of what, um, in terms of what happened with like the, the malfunction they were trying to do, um, to build things for, um, like a society, a grouping of people and just things went wrong there at the end. So like they were doing something on a much larger scale compared to like maybe this Dyson ring thing. Like they were trying to encapsulate an entire thing, as opposed to just harnessing part of it, like a ring is doing in
2: this particular storyline.
0: If I'm un- if I'm understanding it correctly.
2: Yeah, but for what purpose, Chase? We're dealing with space worms. I mean, what do space worms need with sun energy? What, what do, do we they, need a baby need star? With, what do they need with boronite? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I mean, why do we? I think, that's why I, it's I, such a stretch to think that this is the ten. But I also think that for, for
1: me, that's a big problem. Is because um, this show is like we we're gonna get like an information dump in like the next episode. I just we're gonna get overloaded with way too much information for one episode because we've been dragging our feet for so long, and there's only two episodes left. So we like really have to get a bunch of information. And I think that's the problem. It's got we've got to like you know dole out your information in pieces. Like give us more information than it has instead of wasting the last two episodes doing basically nothing.
0: What do y'all think about the possibility of season 5 of Discovery being in this region of space? And like like actually hunting for and like actually truly finding the tenth C in season five.
1: Wait, you mean we don't finish this storyline this season? We dragged it out so long <laughs> that we have to do this for a second season? God, that would be terrible.
2: Well that, that's not really been Discovery's MO, though. That they, they have wrapped up their long series arcs within the season. You know, so I, I, I hope that's not what it would be, but... But
1: I feel like we've got so much to do in two episodes. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: I think we're going to either wrap it up, put a bow on it, and it's going to be, yay, welcome to the Federation.
2: Or we've murdered a bunch of space worms.
0: That Quajon's not really gone. Stop that it. that Quay-Jean's just been cloaked.
2: Stop it, stop it, Chase. You can't bring everything back. Well, okay, you can well, only have so many loopholes. This
1: show has brought back so much. Like it would not surprise me if they figured <sighs> out a way to bring Quajon back.
0: And uh, now that Quasjhon's back, Book can't enjoy it because he's um, he's going to be in lifetime maximum security prison on a penal colony on uh, not Ruripente.
1: No, but it was temper temporarily temporary psychosis due to alien influence.
2: That's fine. Yeah, please
1: stop. <laughs> Just
2: stop. Uh, I think we're breaking. And you know paper. what? If either of you suggest time travel or something goofy like that, I might go insane. It is it is the most unimaginative thing that is being oversaturated in the books and Oh yeah, we'll have another conversation about this later. Don't you worry about that. I'm not going to let it go. Oh, no. <laughs> no. okay. Let let it die. Okay. Let all of them die and and Giorgio actually when she went through the Guardian of Forever, she fell into a meat grinder and she's dead. And, you know, Culver unfortunately bites it because he was dead too. Like you just you got to let people go, okay? You just got to let it go. Quajuan, you just got to let it go sad but you got to let it go what if so what if what if this actually it, like the i swear to god chase if you say anything <laughs> <laughs> what if <laughs> this is dare. all a dream <laughs> Just wake up oh yeah and what yeah, so, some <laughs> benevolent entity shows up and snaps his fingers no no
1: it's done so, so you, you asked it? for you asked for a second chance quit it <laughs>
0: D- Eric, Eric when we'll I'm talk hearing, about
1: we'll talk about that later.
0: Eric, what I'm what I'm hearing from David right now is that he wants to hear more of my theory of what this could be.
1: <laughs> no, come on.
2: Yes, the space worms slingshot their way around their sun. <laughs> they use the Dyson sphere as a massive top, and they just go really fast, and everything rewinds. No,
0: <laughs> sounds about right, actually.
1: <sighs> you know, like I know we're like poo pooing this here, right? But I actually like this part of the episode because this feels Star Trek to me. We're going in scan stuff. We're going into the great unknown, right? We've never been out here before. So we're actually exploring something. We're actually discovering something. Golly gee, right? We're exploring. We're going we're seeking out new life and new civilizations. We are boldly going. Right, we're actually doing that for once. We we don't do that much of that on this show, so we're exploring life, or trying to find life. And this life that we found is very different from our own. It's not humanoid with cranial ridges or and spiky ears, right? It's a incredibly different alien species. It's like gigantic, and they communicate through dust. Oh, But it's just, I like the fact that, you know, we're going to the planet, we're exploring, we're discovering, and we're seeking new life. And this feels more like Star Trek than I feel like this show has felt in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was was nice
2: to see, you know, actual scanning going on, problem solving going on. And then as you you alluded to, the uh, mystical hormonal... Pheromonal, pheromonal space dust mm-hmm. was uh, I mean that was an interesting component I'll give it that I did so so through this um,
0: just to kind of keep us going a little bit so after Saru has his freak out you know Culber is um, eventually starting to like check on him some more and like we're all like they're all like trying to figure out like what is going on and we end up in this cavern um, just as we keep on going, we end up in this cavern and because like we're detecting some kind of signs of something we're like, all right, let's maybe look into this a little bit more.
1: It was like a reinforced structure that yeah. didn't collapse.
0: And we find out in this cavern, this reinforced structure, that it's essentially a nursery or something along those lines because there there's a much younger version of whatever these things are that are in these like housing units basically like these square cube looking things and everyone is like kind of starting to freak out at this moment at this point because like there's like they're touching things except for detmer detmer's the only one that's like kind of freaking out not not freaking out but everyone else is like having the same symptomology that saru had of just feeling overwhelmed uh like with with fear of something and uh i like this part like they actually are really thinking it through and the only thing is like detmer didn't touch something and they're like oh wait hold on let me do something with this programmable matter with our suits and see if that makes a difference and it does so i like that
1: no but but before before even that and i have i i I like that idea too but before we get that they solve problems on this show so fast like it's ridiculous okay here michael burnham's like the oh god we're all freaking out what's the difference oh wait could it be the dust it's like she instantly thinks about it and she's right the very first time a couple episodes back you know we're we're when we found out the dma was like mining equipment she's like wait what if we scan the area for missing particles? It's like she thought of that right away, and her first thought was correct. In the very first episode, hey, look, the butterfly people, they're, they should have shot us by now. What's wrong with them? Oh, wait, I know what it is, and I can fix it immediately. It's the first thing she thinks of, and she does it right away. In the Choose to Live episode, hey, I can fix this ship, this alien ship that I've never been on, and I can fix it like that with no issues and i have a problem with this that they're able to just do things so fast and so quickly and always come to the right answer immediately like that's not science to me as far as i'm concerned like data and jordy how many times did they be like failed the first time let's let's work on let's bring in that let's bring in the team let's huddle up let's think this through and then let's figure it out and this, this is not science to me as far as I'm concerned and other characters in this episode do the exact same thing they're able to come up with a solution or an idea just like that without even having any thought and it's always right we'll talk about that later in this episode as well
0: sure
2: oh and by the way we got another personal story
1: well I enjoy personal stories I would have liked to hear about Detmer's relationship with her father if I had ever heard her mention her father at all in three and a half seasons leading up to this this is another one of those things that is it supposed to be important maybe but like do I care about it no because I don't know anything about Detmer hey but Detmer said hey her, her PTSD therapy really worked for her here I mean, did she actually do PTSD therapy? Because we didn't actually see that. She just got over it, like lickety split.
0: Yeah, she just did a couple, like, cool little, like, dogfight maneuvers. And she got her mojo back. And that was it.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm all for learning more about people, but as I've, you know, overstated, I'm sure. Usually that's why you have an episode for that person, so that you can discover that. I mean, we, well, we had the episode where we meet Riker's dad. You know, we go through all their problems that they, well, not all of them, but some of their problems they had while they were beating each other with sticks. Big that's, American that's good gladiators. stuff.
1: You
2: <laughs> <laughs> but now it, it just it, it's so it's it is kind of weird how they randomly place the stuff in here. It's just all of a sudden, oh yeah, and my father. Your what what oh okay well that's a that's a story yeah i mean they kind of did a so, somewhat similar thing with uh with oh yeah by the way reno's in here she, she's back and uh and adira you know sitting there drinking some ractogeno you know and then uh you, you had this little oh man i just want to be detmer well you know pro tip if you go to talk to her don't like Don't like say you want to be with be be her. It's kind of creepy. So, it's just so random how they place this stuff, in. and it gets weirder later on in the episode with all the thank yous. No,
1: but you know what? No thank you. You know what? No thank you. You know what? It gets weird. Is like Detmer shared a personal story, and apparently she feels bad about it. And so like they're they're on the shuttlecraft leaving, going back. And she turns around and says, Captain, I'm sorry if I let my personal feelings interfere with the mission. (laughs) (laughs) She says that to Michael Burnham. Like, like, have you been paying attention for three and a half seasons? Like, isn't that all she does is let her personal feelings get... Although she has made some pretty good captain decisions this this season. I'm not going to lie. Like she has made some decisions where in the past she wouldn't have made them but like really detmer so you're apologizing to michael burnham for letting your emotion for like having an emotion during a mission like come on that now, like uh, like dude. that being
2: said though that i mean that is something that we've seen out of characters just in general where they'll they'll kind of start to apologize you know for maybe something that's affected them during this because that's a very kind of human response sort of like i'm sorry i didn't mean to be uh you know uh, a stick in the gears you know i I wanted to be you know the solid for everybody so you know that that i get yeah when you're (laughs) when you are saying that to michael that's that's kind of a contradiction in terms a little bit there it's like well it's fine this is a feely ship you know We, we, we we get to feel these things here we're
0: family (laughs) <laughs> hey, so, they, when you're here, so they keep telling family, us. I was thinking
2: that. <laughs> and then you just get a breadstick thrown at you. That's right.
0: <laughs> you don't need dust feel- <laughs> when you're family. <laughs> uh, yeah, because if, so anyway. if you try and apologize, you know, freaking Michael Burnham's going to bust you back to Ensign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: yeah but l- let's talk about this dust, this pheromone dust, yeah. right? So it, they're freaking out outside when they run into the dust. But then they touch the dust inside and it feels like love. And it feels safe. It's like yeah, man. It's like being wrapped in a blanket of pure joy. Yeah, that sounds... You see what I did somehow there? Somehow familiar. <laughs> yeah. like being wrapped in a blanket of pure joy. No, but like, okay, so this feels like love and this is a different emotion and this is a different hydrocarbon than the one we found outside and so hey they care about their young this species and they have emotions hey we learned something about them and then Saru's like but how does this help us make first contact and communicate and Michael was like I don't know it's like, it's like oh well yeah we're learning this and we're getting to feel our feelings and we know they this 10C if we're assuming this is 10C they feel feelings too, but how does this actually help us? And everyone's like, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. You know
0: what I was thinking?
1: And And I was like, like, did we just waste another episode to learn nothing?
0: The thing that I I was thinking, this is maybe a little random, maybe not, but I I was trying to think, like, what if like, let's say, like, there's some random, maybe humanoids or whatever, that come to Earth from, like, Some random other galaxy. And they're trying to do the same thing. Like they're trying to like track us down. Trying to be like hey stop whatever you're doing. Because crazy stuff's going down. But instead of finding like psychedelic drugs. That make you feel happy or scared. They just find dirt. And they're like here's some dirt. This must mean something. Let's do something with this dirt. But then not only do they find dirt. But they find goose eggs that are like somewhere near the water right and they're like I don't know what this means but there's a nest because I mean they care for their young here like these people that live here they must care for their young like that's what I was thinking as like we were going through this psychedelic drug like these like like, like, this is Molly we're talking about freaking Molly in this episode
2: I was about to say there's somebody on that ship that's like oh And it's the Frangie. I feel a business opportunity coming on. (laughs) This is called love. Just slips you a little tablet. This is called love. Try it out. Thank me later.
0: Here, have a little love spice.
2: (laughs) But, you know, one one of the things that they were saying in here was... Well, what you said about like caring for their young—they they have this whole sense of being, you know, the, the whatever the babies, baby snakes, or oh yeah, we feel loved. But like, doesn't any animal do that? I mean, it, I mean, it's except for rats. Sometimes they eat their young, but that—not talking about rats. But anyway, like, that's kind of like uh just a. Something that happens. I mean, it's like an it's like an evolutionary trigger. You know, you you protect your your progeny. (laughs) Oh, progeny. So so you you you, it's just instinctual. So how does that reflect on the ten C? So what? They care for their own. That doesn't mean they care for you necessarily. No, but 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 they
1: can they can understand loss and suffering. And if they can understand loss and suffering, we can experience that loss and suffering with them and we can make them stop.
2: Can well, look, so so could a Romulan, but Romulans didn't like us. I mean, can we create some like psychedelic
0: you done blowed up my planet dust and like like Throw it in their face and get them to stop Like is that like how Dude. we communicate to
1: well, them but if In the last had episode their own if planet they have a hookah destroyed. Oh my god a hookah
2: <laughs> Space hookah They're just sitting around a hookah at the at the meeting table And they're just like uh, I Load up uh, Load up uh, peace Yeah yeah load up peace Oh man yeah we should totally be friends Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. Yeah, but like, like, it, like, is this, like, this dust? Is this something that is like created by this species, or is it like something that's like on, like, like, the spice in Dune is created by the sandworms? Spoiler alert! If you I don't aren't familiar with Dune, right? <laughs> or what? is this like? Or is this like something that's just like dirt on the planet that the aliens walk over, and they they now we touch it and we touch somebody else and we share is this feeling. Is it a
0: symbiotic type of relationship, perhaps? Like, right. is it like a like some kind of like sentient dirt? I know like it sounds sen- silly, but like, like I'm, sentient I'm it
1: vines, up there. right?
2: Something. I just kind of thought of it as more of a byproduct from the actual physical being that somehow manifests itself in their, it's quote, rem- remains or something. It's pulp. Well,
1: worms, you know, do. Anyway, mm. come on. But guys. there are, there are 16 on. different, 16 distinct hydrocarbon chains we learn. So, what do you think the 16 emotions are? Fear, love, chase, you're the. You're the emotions guy. I'm off the clock right now, dude. <laughs> okay. I was <laughs> like, that's a lot of emotions. 16. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can pull up the yeah. feeling wheel if you really want me to. We can really <laughs> break it down Barney style. I mean, anger, anger is something that is... Anger is considered a secondary emotion. Fear is a primary.
1: Oh, well, I mean, do you think there's a different dust... For anger and fear, a different dust for hate, a different dust for suffering. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. I think I
0: did. I don't know, man. I don't know. But here we are. We have, we have like freaking dust. We have Molly. We have we have space Molly that we're dealing with with these folks if you all don't you know what don't molly see. is just look it up it'll be fine
2: don't don't look it actually up. don't look don't it up look, safe search on
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> but or, or s- not yeah
2: i don't i don't mean to like keep on this too long but how how would you even make a language out of this it would be like taking a hammer and striking a pane of glass there's no subtlety there it's like how do you how do you understand the subtlety of a, of effectively an in quotation language that is produced by pheromones? Well, how did, like, when you when you have no corollary step in between, which is a quote from that doctor. Uh, what did he say? Because he he mentioned the Rosetta like, Stone. You need a third language. You need
1: a third language to compare the two. Yeah.
0: Well, how did? So, like, how did? Um, now I, I know lower decks is considered like an adult comedy but we had in darmok we had picard and uh, dathan who were going through their thing and like it was only through like these random cultural points that they that they were referring to with the tamarian language
1: yeah but but had speech though but picard sure. could could also tell a story about gilgamesh which the other pers- the other guy had no no context but they could still communicate because he understood the parable or the metaphor of the story.
0: But I guess like where I'm going with this, like especially with like the lower decks thing is like, yeah, you can, you can use like these parables, these metaphors, these analogies, all you want. But at some point between the episode Darmok happening to when we see, um, Kayshan, Thank you. Like, the universal translator is somehow able to make it happen, and like he even makes a comment like, "Oh, my translator's on the fritz" or something like that. Okay, I get it's a comedy, so like let's just like set that aside for a second. Like we're we're taking metaphor, analogy, and parable, and we're we're programming it into this. How? How? What do we what do we do with that in terms of like this 10C? Like yeah, like we've got 29 hours before stuff hits the fan and like our planets go
2: bye-bye potentially. Yeah, I mean, my, my point, though, is is that I, I understand sort of the, the correlation between, you know, what had happened with, with Picard, but there was still speech. We're dealing with, at this point, without knowing anything else, we don't know that there's any speech. We only know that there's a chemical process. And that chemical process, how do you understand the subtlety of a chemical process? because effectively what they have are 16 different potential emotions how do you convey like so what are we doing mixing a little love with joy to make peace you know what i mean like how do we say agreement in chemical
1: or you know how, what i mean how do we distinguish that's, that's, that's between different types of love right cuz right, is love yeah, a blanket yeah. emotion or do you feel different degrees of love for different people like love for your family, love, love for, for your, a spouse.
0: Yeah. I mean that yeah. like like Eros, agape, filial,
2: stuff like that. I mean it's it's an interesting premise. I just don't see how with as little time as we have left how that is supposed to come together with any sort of sense of understanding from an audience standpoint. I, that,
1: I don't think probably. I don't think it's going to. I think we're gonna be very underwhelmed disappointed in these next two episodes
0: as long as it's not someone crying
1: or yelling Yeah. well Please Well, but like like, at this point last year we learned that the universe was destroyed because of emotion right somebody who felt bad emotions and now here we're at another point where the universe is on the verge of being destroyed and all we have to go on are emotions wow I see what you did there, Discovery Writers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we've talked this to death. Well, don't forget the side No, story. there's a B plot. That's what I mean. I think we talked the A plot to death. There's a B plot here. Okay. So. All right.
0: So we need to... We need to... Like, Book and, and Tarka also want to... Be there basically when discovery gets there with all these folks and we gotta hitch ourselves on a magic carpet ride along the way but we can't let we can't let our girl zora thanks zora know what's up so we ha- we've we've crafted th- we've we've crafted this method this way in which to just get there without being detected and letting them carry us basically and it's we have to get a part. Well, we basically. To put a patch in. Yeah, we had to put a patch, we have to do a part, we have to do we have to do some like engineering type of stuff. And um, that means you know, they have to sneak aboard and go do something.
1: Yeah, yeah, but even before that, even before that, like like book is like we should we gotta try to follow the discovery and get in there and Tar- and like like Tark is like You're right, and I have this huge plan to do it. And it's just like the perfect plan. He's got every detail lined up, but it's like he comes up with this so quickly and just off the cuff. And to me, it didn't look like he was planning this at all, but he was just able to come up with this huge plan and he knew everything to do right away and he knew they had to be on the discovery to do it. And it's like, you can't come up with these ideas. So quickly. Like, Michael Burnham, you can't do it. Dr. Tarka, you can't do it. This is not science. I had a big problem with this. He knew everything to do instantly. Yeah. And he just... Hey, look, I've never had a chance to really study Zora, but I know how to create this device that will make us invisible to her.
0: Yeah, I... Part of me thinks like Zora is just playing along, like how could you not know that someone is like poking around inside you for crying out loud?
1: Well, we had an entire episode where Zora was overwhelmed by all of the information that she was collecting, and one of those was like the oxygen consumption amongst the crew. Okay, yeah you can hide from sensors, but can you hide your oxygen consumption or or your CO2 output? From a super advanced sentient computer? I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much yeah. into that, but I, I just feel like Zora should have known that they were there. Especially when, like, Book at one point uses the like, the comm at the very end to, like, call Endoye. And then when Tarka freaking kidnaps, like, Reno. Like,. No one's yeah. going to notice that your chief engineer is missing? Yeah. I yeah. know that's jumping way to the end, but... That's
0: fine. <laughs> I mean, they're really... I don't feel like there's really that much that really happened with this storyline. They they were crawling around in Jeffrey's tubes, spying on stuff, well, I working mean, their way to do the patch. Book. And along the way, we talked to Ndoye, like, hey, be nice if this doesn't happen we'll do it your way if, if it does work then just you'll support me basically
1: yeah but like i feel like there's some character growth from Endoye here in this moment right she was so gung-ho about we can't we no, we're not making first contact we're just gonna attack the dma and and she was all for that idea but now she's like she's coming around and she's seeing that diplomacy is the right thing to do and and Book and Tarka's plan should only be the backup now, but that diplomacy has to be the first option. So I think we don't, we shouldn't brush over that. I think that's important here, especially when I was really hard on the Endoye scene in that episode, like way back, like before the break, where she, the one representative from Earth, was the first person to say, "Shoot first, ask questions later." Not a very subtle point. The show was trying to make, and so now here that there's a softening of that.
0: Sure. This is a this is a probably a really dumb thing to point out, but there had to have been like some kind of change in costuming, because if I don't know if y'all remember, but like whenever um, Stamets and Culber were in their quarters, and uh, I think it was one of the times, and Culber was I'm oh, no, sorry, um, Stamets was the one that was um upset initially like with Tarka like Tarka's not listening to me um he's not sharing ideas with me he's like taking his uniform off and he's like hanging it up in like the coat closet or whatever and he pulls off like the 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 centerpiece or whatever and like unzips it I could not get that out of my mind whenever I'm looking at Reno's uniform where the centerpiece was split like, that should just latch over. It shouldn't be a split latch.
1: Yeah, I feel like she's just... She, it's like she's got the top the top button undone of her shirt, right? That's what it right, looked but, like to me.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, Eric. Like, that piece, that, like, that... I don't even know what it's called. But like, that center brooch, basically. That should not have been split in half. Because, like, everyone else's, it's a full... It's one complete piece that just snaps over. That's That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So, I mean, I'll leave it alone But I just felt like
1: she well, was going no, for the no, cash. Nothing's look. ever
2: quite standard in this show, though Is it, so I guess Different so. shirts Different shirts Different undershirts
0: If I'm in engineering, I don't want extra bits on my uniform If I can help it I'd rather just have one that I can yank off if I need to
2: Do we even know if she's in engineering? I mean, we never see her
0: She's either drinking She's coffee, or jerky, licorice. or licorice, or something. She's
2: doing something.
1: It's not black licorice this time, is it?
2: Probably is. Well, one thing, though, just just to, uh, just to give my, you know, hey, Tarka could have been a tweedly mustache bad guy, I almost thought that, like, he was just going to, like, disintegrate her like he would turn evil in that one point to finish his mission and now you know absolutely that he's not Mm. I mean we've kind of already established that but I mean I don't want to think evil stuff here but like you're doing this clandestine stealth mission and you've just made a huge mistake by taking one of the crew instead of just making them disappear
0: yeah Okay, yeah. I got it, y'all. I got I got it. I know how we're going to we're going to keep the freaking 10C Galaxy in Star Trek long term. You ready for this? Just hear me out. Hear me out. We're going to create this technology, right? And think of like a swimming pool. It's going to be like a standing pool of water that we're going to like place like in different points like either on planets or outside of planets in like, you know, an orbit or something. And we can call it like some of them like super, maybe, maybe others not so super. And we can go through it and it'll be like a stable wormhole to where we can get from one point to another without having to worry about being electrified, you know, like we're going to the barrier. It'll just be like instantaneous travel, you know what I'm saying? You mean like a gate of some sort? Yeah, like a gate. Like a gate for the stars, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. Well,
2: listen. Galaxy gate. Well,
1: listen, in that show, you know, that we won't name, there's a ship that travels from our galaxy to a different galaxy. And it only takes three weeks to make the trip between galaxies. And it does this 3 weeks there, stays for a week, comes 3 weeks back. Pretty simple. Makes the round trip to a different galaxy and back in 7 weeks. No no barrier issues, right? No no travel issues. They must be really moving really fast.
2: Well, those space rocks really do a number on things, Eric, so. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know.
0: I just think that there's something to this standing pool of water in space. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something yeah, to it. Yeah.
1: Flesh is sideways, too.
0: Yeah. You
2: could whack a few golf balls in it, you know? <laughs>
0: it's, I mean, this sounds like a great window of opportunity. You know what I'm saying, David? I mean, it just
2: sounds... Mm, it really does. 2020, what, six by now, I think,
1: is where we're at. Yeah, it's fine. it's
2: fine. It's <laughs> going to be a great opportunity. A great opportunity.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Chase, I think we got an hour out of that from when oh, you said frick. we can squeeze twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> All right. So, apart from like Reno's been kidnapped, I mean, we have like Adira who finally just says, "Hey, what's up?" to um, to to Kayla Detmer, and says, um, like,
1: what's the point of Adira at this point? Like what's the we what is the point of her done, character?
0: We haven't done anything with with uh, like the the trill symbion or anything like that. We've done nothing, nothing, nothing since People of Earth, or even like the episode right after People of Earth yeah, for crying out for loud for Forget Me Not. Forget Me Not. Yeah, we've no. done nothing. We have not been to the Spaghetti Warehouse in a long time or even acknowledged the Spaghetti Warehouse in a long time.
1: We haven't used her trillness for anything. No. Her man. trillness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her trillness. The memories locked inside her symbiote. Because it's not relevant to the
2: plot.
0: Well, and it's then we and then of course we have day. like, you know, Saru and Tarina, like, wanting to go, like, on a stroll and, like, that'd be nice. And, like, the guys standing by the locker, like, oh, my gosh, did that really happen? Yeah. Cool. They're going on a date. Yeah. Am I driving or are you driving? Like, who's mom, who's dad? Who's, who's driving them on their date? Like, that's totally the vibe that I got. Anyway.
1: And then, I don't know, I guess Michael Burnham invites Colbert in for some coffee? And I don't, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but that's, this I feel like so that's okay. how the episode ends. This is well, so just okay.
2: Culber not being okay. Oh, okay. You know? So, which we kind of all saw coming anyway. Yeah. He's been having trouble for a while.
0: That's it. That's the show. That's the That's episode. that that show. Okay, let's just roll right into it. Let's just roll right into Deltas and and stuff. So, um y'all know y'all know the drill. Let's hear it.
1: Okay. There might on the surface be science, right? Hey, did our EV suits filter out everything? Maybe they didn't. Well, let's reset our EV suits to uh, help us with this situation. It feels like science. We're on a planet and we're scanning, right? We're scanning. I like that part life of it. Life forms? Life forms. No, no life forms. None at all. Press Not even us. I just love scanning for life forms. Um... You know, I feel like on the surface there might be science. But I've, I've voiced my concerns with it. You can't just know everything right away, and your first idea can't always be right. So I'm not giving this science. Like, you can, but I'm not. This this upsets me. Like, you cannot... Michael Burnham cannot just be right all the time. Sure. <laughs> like She can't. She can't just know how to do everything the first time. So you don't... No science for you. Mm. Mm. Like... No... No... No leadership for you either. Like, I've been very high on Rillick, but I was upset with Rillick in this episode. I, I don't think she was being a good leader in this episode. I mean, Michael Burnham led the away mission, but I don't know. Like, maybe it's just the style of leadership. I think we had this semantics discussion last week with david i just Mm -hmm. i guess i just don't like her style of leadership and i don't know if she's like really showing good leadership here so like i don't i don't i don't have any deltas to give this week okay i know that sounds sound harsh but i don't have any okay
2: um i mean I, i i i get i get that but I think even despite some of the stuff being relatively surface level, I, I mean, I think personally, I would probably give science there because they are scanning, they are trying out the psychedelic dust, you know, they're, they're figuring out, they figure out how to filter it so they're not feeling effects. So, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think there's a science delta there. I think engineering, you know, from the point of Target, you know, with his magic patch and his screwing around with uh, replicators to, you know, get everybody out of engineering and his little masking agent things that they wore, uh, somehow tricking a supercomputer, which is now the dumbest computer <laughs> that I know. Um, so, I, I mean, that that is engineering at its core. It, it's fast, but it's because the show doesn't take any time with any of that. The, the command, though, I mean, I, I, I have a problem with it this week, just mainly because it's it's all... Everything is questioned and questioned and nitpicked and questioned, and then we have to, you know command people in the wrong way to not voice their opinions and the way in which they have them and just kind of effectively lie and that's not good command on Rillick's part because what what she was forcing the doctor into doing is effectively lying and I I don't particularly like that and and Michael in this I mean there, there wasn't really much in the way of command decision I would say from there I mean she did you know, she checked up on Culver. She, you know, had her little thing with Detmer. So that's it's not really command. That's just interpersonal stuff. Um, so I, I can't I can't see the command, but the other two I could give.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I guess like. Just like saying like random words like hydrocarbon pheromones. Um, that's a bone over there of a something or another. We're wearing our EV suits. Our EV suits are protecting us. Let's reset the stuff and clear the air filter with our programmable matter. Um, I guess that's as close to science as I'm going to to give it. I think. I think that's that's there. Um, engineering, it's like kind of there, it's kind of not like with what Book and Tarka are doing, uh, and even like just Reno making an appearance of like, hey, go do this, type of thing. Uh, but I mean, I'm gonna take a page out of Eric's book. Like, I'm gonna give like a quarter or a half of an engineering on this, like, like a. A star, like a Starfleet recruit, like you're not even at the academy, like you're, like you just enlisted. Like that's your level of, of um, engineering that I'm willing to give right now. So, um, so I'm like I guess the, the full one I'll give, just for the heck of giving it'll be science. So, let's roll right into, um, let's roll right into our um, number rating. So scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being amazing. Let's start back up with
1: Eric on this one. Hey wow. Um Chase Chase wanted to play this fun game with us today. He's like, Don't look watch the episode without looking at the IMDB ratings beforehand, because I love my IMDB ratings. Yeah, you do. He's like he's like, watch the episode first. Don't don't know what anyone else is thinking before you watch it. And golly gee on IMDB this has a four point seven. Which is oh, it went up. the lowest of any of the episodes this season. Wow, it went up. And there is zero chance in heck that this is the worst episode of the season. Like, zero chance. There's, like, no rationale at all for this to be the worst episode of the season. It's just, it's just not. Like, my vote still goes to the season premiere for the worst episode of this season because I hate that episode. Um, What I'll say about this episode It wasn't boring Like the last two for me But the last two episodes Bored the heck out of me It was like Ooh here's my phone Or Ooh look I'll go do the dishes While I watch this, ep- watch this episode And you know it's bad If I'm going to wash the dishes Instead of watch the episode But like I was actually Interested in this episode I really was Like This felt like a Star Trek episode. We're taking an away team down to a planet to seek out new life and new civilizations, boldly going and exploring. And I like that. Yeah, maybe it was a little corny or cheesy or whatever with the emotions and this feels like love and maybe it doesn't make sense if you really think about it like David's saying is like, how can you communicate with emotions? and are these the 10 seed? Do we know for sure that they are? We're just assuming that they are. I mean, with that said, like it still doesn't feel like we advance the story very much cuz there was literally that point where Saru was like, "Well, how do we use this to actually help us?" and Burms like, "I don't know." It's like so like what actionable information did we learn from this mission to really help us? And we lost four hours on our clock, because it was 29 hours at the start, and now it was 25 at the end. I mean, we should put our 24 ticking clock down there at this point. Um, maybe that'll create some sense of urgency, which I'm not feeling.
0: The following takes place.
1: <laughs> Between start date, whatever, 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 whatever. And whatever. On the day
0: the DMA is trying to destroy <laughs> Earth.
1: Yeah, on the day the DMA is headed toward Earth. No, like, is this a great episode? No, certainly not. Is it the worst episode of the season? No, absolutely not. Am I going to flame this episode with a rating? Absolutely not. But I, I don't know. The way Chase has been talking, I think he might. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is better than than the three episodes that have come before it, in my opinion. And I gave those a 5.4, a 5.4, and a 5.9. I, I mean, this is probably on par with, like, the examples as an episode. And I gave that a 6.5. I'm looking at my rating for theirs. So, why not? I'll give this a 6.5.
2: Wow. Okay. Go ahead, David. Chase's wheels are turning. He's, he's trying to justify his 3.2. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it, it wasn't near as bad as you know some of the last couple episodes have been. Uh, there's, you know, although the ideas come quick, the the science is quicker. The engineering is something, and we've dive way too deep into interpersonal one-off stories that don't advance anything, nor do they connect with anything that's really going on in the episode necessarily, so it's, it's an awkward show. It's been awkward for a long time, and it just continues to kind of go on that train. And my biggest problem is the sense of urgency. We have... You know, I think at the end of the episode, we were at like 25 hours, I think is what they said at the end. Yeah. 25 hours before your potential home planet and Navarre are destroyed by this new, bigger, more powerful DMA. Look, if that's going on in any other series, there is no way people are having a chit chat in the rec room. There's no way that. Your first officer, captain, and leader of Navarre are going on a flippin' walk in the arboretum or in the, the, the holodeck. That's what they were doing. They're, they're going walking in the holodeck. Look, I, I, I don't, I, I don't care. It's just, it's not a natural reaction to the pending doom that you are potentially looking at because you have nothing. You have nothing right now. You don't have a language. You have pheromones. You have chemicals which is all well and good but as Eric has said and Chase said and I've said we have no idea if this if this is the 10C we have no idea if we're going to show up to you know 50 foot long worm people in a Dyson sphere we don't we don't know what's going to happen there so they could have done this realistically and it all for naught i mean they'll be blasting pheromone guns at everybody and they're like looking at I'm like what what are you doing why are you why why are you spraying us Is, are you attacking us should we attack you now so i I was intrigued by the episode because it was it was a bit more interesting it felt a bit more grounded not necessarily fully Star Trek for me but still a little bit more grounded in in kind of the roots which I appreciate so and, and I don't want to like flame it either I, I Kind of came in with a score, so I'm just gonna give that. I'm I'm gonna say
1: 6.2. Man, I'm gonna be the monster tonight again, aren't I? You're a well, monster. I, you, You're a monster. I think you've been be- given the last few episodes the lowest rating. I have.
0: <laughs> and apparently, it continues. Goodness. Oh, big shocker there. Okay. So the score that I was coming in with is not apparently the score that I'm going to be giving. Because I'm going to have a lot of lot of explaining to do if I do that. So I guess I'll be a little bit more generous than what I was originally going to do. I was... Before the credits even rolled, I was bored. I was so bored. And by the time like after we you know we we walk on stage and we get ready for our concert and we we travel to the the place with where, where all the spice is and everything like that I mean I was excited I was enjoying the fact that we're actually doing like away mission kind of stuff that we're doing the Star Trek thing but then like it just was like losing me like really we're we're, we're we're going to be like super cheesy and like we have like this impending doom and everything like we've already been talking about. And I was just having a, just a really hard time like enjoying it because like, yes, we're doing star Trek, but it was just like, I don't know. It was just like a, like a miss for me in terms of like the execution. And, um, I think I was more interested in like what was happening like with Book and Tarka than I was with what was happening on this planet. And like the Book and Tarka thing was like almost a non-issue with this episode. I mean like three or four scenes, maybe five scenes total. And like that's that's what I was more concerned about uh, than than this. And then like even like watching like when they were in this, the, the, the cavern, like the structure and everything, like I was just thinking like, this looks like um like uh, like Prometheus um, or like aliens or something like it just it felt like it was something out of like one of those kind of movies and even like some of the floating things in the background just reminded me a little too much of like the Baul uh, at times so let's see my last three ratings have been. 4.2, 4.7, and a 5.6. Okay, I as I think um, the gents said, like I <laughs> I did go back to one of my my absolute least favorite episodes to see how I rated it. It's not as bad as what I rate. Okay, my new rating is not gonna go lower than what I rated all in, which was a 4.2. I rated my least favorite episode of the entire Discovery season so far has been um, Unification 3, which I gave a 4.5 on that, apparently. So... After the guy's talking me off the ledge this week... No, jump. Jump, Chase. uh, You don't want me to jump. I'll piss people off if I do that. With that rating. Do it. No. I'll... I guess I'll give this a... I'll just give it a five.
2: I can live with a five, I guess. So his actual rating was a four.
0: It was actually a three.
1: What? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: yes. Let the hate flow through. I mean, I mean,
1: in in all fairness, I gave this the series premiere of Lower Decks a two. <laughs> like, you know, the very first episode of Lower Decks, the episode Second Contact, that's a 2 out of 10 as far as I'm concerned.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> so there we are. All right. So this week's ratings, um, Eric gave it a 6.5, David a 6.2, and I gave it a 5. With uh, all our scores combined, um, the, the average rating then for Rosetta is a 5.9. Yeah.
1: Not, not very quality.
0: But it's also... So far, it's the highest of um, of since it's returned. Yep. Ooh. So four point nine for All In, five point one or five point two for Rubicon, five point eight for Galactic Barrier, and now five point nine for Rosetta, according to our ratings. So. Yay. Okay, before we get out of here, we got to take care of something that is very important to Eric.
1: That's right.
0: And that is the Twitter poll.
1: live vicariously.
0: Alright, here we go, the Twitter poll. So you know I do these things, right? Like I, I go out there and I'm like, hey people, like let's 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 get some answers, right? Let's let's talk about the important issues. So here's the here's the the thing I put out there. Since Star Trek Discovery has uh, crossed over into another galaxy in search of the Ten Sea, if you could choose to have someone from a galaxy far, far away lead the mission instead of Michael Burnham, who would it be? The options were Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Din Djarin, or Han Solo.
1: Okay. I mean, so what say I mean, you? Din Djarin is a loner who wouldn't lead the mission, and I feel like he would be a terrible leader. who doesn't want it, <laughs> right? Okay. Um Han Solo is a hothead, right? I feel like the only choice is Obi-Wan. He's the one that is... He's on the Jedi High Council. Right? He's a leader. He's level-headed. He's the answer. I
0: mean, Ahsoka, Ahsoka's a leader, she too, She got though.
1: kicked out of the Jedi Order.
0: She is no Jedi. She's
1: not a Jedi. So that episode entitled The Jedi was false.
0: Mm. Mm. What say you, David.
2: Look, it's obviously Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan is the best Jedi. Why is he the best Jedi? Because nobody can kill him. No one. He choo- he chose to die. He didn't
1: choose to live. (laughs)
2: That's right. (laughs) No, the guy- the guy is unstoppable. He's beaten everyone who comes in front of him. He's- he's just OP. Despite not being OP. But in all seriousness, no. O- Obi-Wan was a great character because he was kind of seemingly a bit of an everyman. Y- you could see yourself in Obi-Wan as opposed to everyone else because he's a sarcastic dude. Mm-hmm. But he was also the best actual leader of all of them because Eric, as Eric pointed out, you actually kind of have a list of loners and then there's Obi-Wan kind of so.
0: I was mainly thinking of, like, I don't want to stack this with Jedi, so let's pick, like, two Jedi and two, like, rogues, no, essentially.
2: Was, yeah, no, it's good. They're good names. I'm sure they tripped up multiple people who were wrong. <laughs> mm.
0: Should we get to the results, then? Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Coming in in last place with 0% of the vote, Din Djarin, Otherwise known as Mando.
1: That's understandable.
0: Coming in at third place with 10% of the vote. That's not how the how the force works, Han Solo.
1: We'll use the force. That's not That's not how it works. Sanitation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. And now here we go. Our runner-up. Second place with 30% of the vote. Ahsoka, which leaves 60% going to Obi-Wan. Yeah, pretty
1: overwhelming.
0: Yeah, there you go. Guys, I have no idea how we pulled off this much time recording. I I thought we would be done talking about this episode after about 20 minutes, but y'all proved me wrong, so congratulations.
1: Don't challenge us again, Chase. Mm, Hopefully, hopefully... The next episode we discuss will be more fun. Although, from judging from some of the things David has said, maybe not. Mm.
0: I'll give you more of my theories of like you know universes and time travel and stuff later on. We we'll find. I will. I will punch you. <laughs> he will. <laughs> you have to come down he, to Texas no, to do that. He will hop <laughs> out of
1: the screen like the girl in the ring, and he. <laughs> come after you by the way chase there's a videotape
2: on your doorstep don't uh you know you, you could watch it but you'll only have seven days so
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's
1: not seven days was a, that's seven days was a good sci-fi show
2: <sighs> take us home chase let's, let's let's
0: go let's get out of here let's let's, let's get in our shuttle craft and get go home let's get out of here all right everyone i hope you enjoyed this show more than i did apparently um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on what you thought of um, this 11th episode of Season 4 of Discovery, Rosetta. Um, you can learn more about the show, um, share your opinions, get in contact with us. Um, check us out, at trtvpod.com. Uh, learn about the show um, and leave a comment in terms of stuff you'd like to see later on um, in terms of like content that we're producing. Which, by the way, uh, if you haven't listened to our episode on um, No Man's Land, uh, David and I recently did. Um, a brief review on that, uh, the audio drama. Um, so that's up right now. That was the last episode that came out. So check it out. Um, it's a easy listen, by the way, for both the episode and for the, the actual audio drama itself. Uh, if you do want to get in contact with us, uh, just know that we are on all the things. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. You can also open up Handling Frequencies and send us an email to trtvpod at gmail.com also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit. So uh, you know what to do. Just say the things and then hang up. Um, Other than that, if you do want to mail us something, like your feelings in powdered form, make sure it gets to us (laughs) at Lone Star Station P.O. Box 2455, Azle, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.